This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. Hey. What's going on? Not much. You know, just hanging out, drinking some wine. Drinking some wine. Doing a podcast doing about the podcast periods. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite topic because it's the best time of the month. Mm-hmm. The we best. just look forward to it every couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Get really excited. Really excited. Uh, before we jump in, there's anything new going on? Um. Well... We had a fun weekend this weekend because someone that didn't come out of my body, that <gasps> came out of Amanda's body, just turned one. He did. Yay. It was Ellis's birthday. Yes. He was the cutest and Amanda did such a good job. It was donut grow up themed. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I felt like um, I had to be at least like somewhat healthy. So he had, we had a donut wall, which I, I will post a picture, I'm sure at some point. Um, and lots of food and cookies and whatever but ellis had to have a healthy cake because i just couldn't i just couldn't do it so <laughs> he had, all of us got to eat whatever we wanted and i lived by the 80 20 rule of the food but then ellis had like essentially banana cake with buttercream frosting because i was lazy and i despise cream cheese he loved it he loved it so much smashed his, it did all the cute things his heart was beyond happy yeah um he and was. yeah and so that's what we got to do all weekend was just celebrate that baby. And I'm so thankful that you were able to come and all of our friends and some of our family. And so it was a really, really special weekend. And so it was great. That yeah. kind of took up our time this weekend. Yeah. Um, speaking of drinking wine. Yeah. If you want to help support uh, just, yep, I did that in general, you can buy us a drink by joining our Patreon and giving us a dollar or two a month to keep us funny and keep yes. us talking. Keep our, <laughs> lower our, <laughs> what is it? Lower our inhibitions? I don't know. <laughs> keep it's us again, honest. It's again, Arizona, New Mexico education is coming in full force right We're now. Like 50 and 51. That's <laughs> uh, 50 states. <laughs> Why are you all listening to us at all? <laughs> we clearly have got no education. Our, our strengths are not in numbers or like geography. That, or geography. <laughs> um or grammar, essentially. Pretty words. much. Words are hard for us. I'm glad you said essentially though. That made you sound smart at the <laughs> Thank end. You. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So Patreon, <sighs> we have a new tier where we would love for you guys to come be a part of our community, be part of our weirdness, obviously, as you can see. Um and it's to help us have some sort of cocktail or wine. Um, and just generally be yeah. more enjoyable to listen to probably. Yeah. Because for sure. it is slightly scary talking to you guys, even though you're not here. I know. It, it shouldn't <laughs> be because it's literally just talking to you, but it's. I don't sun, know. Either way. This pressure. We're inviting you to buy us a drink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And on that note. Um. Periods. Well, periods. We're jump. Oh well, first, this is. Yep, I did that. We didn't even <laughs> say it. This is the podcast where we talk about all the health and wellness things that are out there in the universe. Doctor Google tells you to try. Jana has tried them. I've tried some things. 
And Amanda is actually really smart now that we've been self-deprecating, <laughs> self-deprecating. Um, she has a billion letters behind her name and she's a nutritionist and registered dietitian. Yes. And she kind of keeps me grounded and tells me why the things that I've tried that I may or may not swear by are ridiculous or have merit behind them. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And I hope you learned something. Yes. And if you are like us, you have a period. Yes. So (laughs) this is your episode. This is your episode. (laughs) And if you don't, you love someone who does and you should know these things to help them ease into the life of their period. Maybe you have a daughter. Yes. Or you've heard some of the unique special names yes. that they call periods. Speaking of, oh my gosh, some of them are so gross. We decided that like <clears throat> we would look this up whenever we decided we were going to do period talk. And some of the names that I I don't even recall some of the things that we said. So John is just going to tell me. Yeah, my brain can't even fathom what some people call periods. I'm just on the interwebs right now looking at names for... Periods. <laughs> Have we, you've heard on the rag? Yeah, of course. On the blob. On the blob. <laughs> I, I just think of like the summer camp, like jumping onto the blob and like landing in the water. So oh, is it just like the sploosh? I don't know. That seems very cloudy. into your period. <laughs> Painting the town red. Okay, that's fine. Aunt Flo is visiting. We've all heard. I'm going to skip any of the racist ones. Yes, that's probably smart. (laughs) Um, Shark Week, heard. Um, Surfing the Crimson Wave. Oh, that's from my favorite movie. Which is? Clueless. Clueless. It's the best. Um, And I had no idea as a, like, uh, whenever that movie came out, which was, was I in elementary school? 90s, whatever. Um, Which I probably shouldn't have watched that movie, but I did. Um, I definitely was like, what's that? Because you didn't have your period yet. No, I was like, I don't understand that. And then whenever I got it, I was like, oh, that's, I get it. Um, Having a party at my pad. (laughs) Um, Riding the cotton pony. (laughs) (laughs) The the pad one got me. I took a sip of water and I almost spit it out. (laughs) I don't get this one. This is sad though. Suffocating little white mice. Tampons are the white mice? Maybe. I don't know. Gross. Ew. Um, baby is in the corner. <laughs> That's <laughs> so stupid. No. That doesn't make any sense. Paging Edward Cullen. Oh. <laughs> Black towel time. Anybody who's ever had a period oh knows gosh, yes. that that is a real thing. Yeah. Whoever, if like you've never had a period, you definitely don't. You won't understand that. Where no. you're just like. Black towel time. Whenever you get out of the shower, it's like basically you don't even want to dry off because you're like, I'm going to ruin my towel. Yep. Get the rug out of the way because you're for sure about to drip. (laughs) All the beautiful joys of being a woman. (laughs) The tomato soup is on the boil. That's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so gross. Churning butter. (laughs) I don't get that one. I don't either, but it's gross. Um, I think of sex more with churning butter. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, these people are ridiculous. I'm doing the motions. People are real weird on the internet. I don't understand. The some hunt of those. for Red October. Yeah, I get that. Carrie at the prom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Monkey has a nosebleed. There's some that are really good, like the Edward Cullen one. Yeah. The party at my pad is real funny. Smoking a lady cigar. 
That's, I mean, eh. eh. There's a volcano in the cradle of civilization. There's a volcano in the cradle of civilization. (laughs) Arts and crafts week at panty camp. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's what we've got. I vote the best names whoever came up with Edward Cullen. Hilarious. Party on my pad. Hilarious. There was one that for some reason I can't find right now that was something like, oh, joining the cast of Padmen. That made me laugh really hard for some reason. I don't even know what Padmen is outside of like. It's it Mad being... Men. Oh. Padmen. See, again, like the whole TED talk, titty talk, yeah. Padmen, <laughs> Mad Men. I do not get straight up. Which one made you laugh the hardest? Are. The party at my pad. The party at my pad. Yeah. I literally think that one's the best. <laughs> Okay. Well, we have a winner party at my pad. If you had one that you liked, tweet us what your favorite word slash descriptor <laughs> for periods or were. Or if you uh, Yep, one, I did that pod. Yes. Or if you have one that you've like always said that we didn't say. Yeah. I would love to know it. Yeah. Like and I'm probably too much red sauce it. on the fish taco. <laughs> Is that <laughs> one? So gross. That's disgusting. Yes, that's one. Oh, that see, but some of those like. Some of the terms, I don't know if this is how you feel, but I mean, we as women are always already like embarrassed yeah. about our period. And then whenever it's stuff like that, it's like too much sauce on the fish tacos. And you're like, cool, I'm already nervous, number one, that I smell. <laughs> Thanks. Number two, you're making it a really great like vid- like visual image. Um, thank you. I'm not self-conscious at all now. For sure. A dude came up with that. Of course. Dudes no, came girl. up with all of those. Potentially they came up with the word vagina, too, because I don't think that's a pretty word. You don't? No. Do you think it's a pretty word? I don't know. I mean, penis is not a pretty word, either. That's what Aaron said. He's like, penis is a way grosser I, word I Honestly, vagina. because I am I try to be really anatomically correct with Ellis. Yeah. And so whenever he, like, grabs his penis, I'm always like, did you grab your penis? And I feel real weird saying <laughs> penis. <laughs> like, I want to say pee-pee or something, but I'm like, I just want him to know what it's called, and I don't want him going around and being like... You have a pee pee. Yeah, it's true. And so you're doing a good job. I'm trying, but it, it it's not a great word either. No, maybe just maybe vagina is a beautiful word. You we it's should like just poetic. start. I feel like this is that moment where, as women, I we should just say embrace it and love it yes. because it is yours. Embrace <laughs> that fish taco. No, <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to let anyone call that it that anymore that's so it's upsetting and sad it is especially like poor teenage girls are already like under so much scrutiny and if some little like douchey boy is like <laughs> fish, taco. fish tacos which there if it does smell fishy that's probably means you have a yeast infection that so is true go Something on back to episode one on, yes. and <laughs> Listen for some hot tips on that some situation. Good tips to help soothe that and to help to prevent them so that you don't get that again. Exactly. Um, so what is your like history with periods? Want to tell our first period stories? Gosh, yeah. Put on your slippers, guys. It's slumber party time. <laughs> it's the get to know John and Amanda in an intimate way. Again. Yes. <laughs> I was 12 when I started my period. Oh, that's I mean, that's young. It's pretty young like super young i think one of our friends started at like 10 yeah i think i know someone who started at nine. Oh, that makes my heart sad yeah i think um i feel like i've heard but this is not necessarily from a study that 
a lot of the hormones that are in like our dairy products, like milk, um, like the estrogen mm-hmm. has like been a cause for girls getting their period younger and younger. Uh, I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people have like associated it with. Um, also, I don't have any scientific scientific proof for this, but I always thought like my Nana had huge boobs. So I'm pretty positive that's where mine came from. But I was yeah. like, what if that also like played a role because all of mine yeah. was breast tissue not like fat or anything so i was like what if that played a role of like me developing like it could have i whatever. mean i think girls are just definitely developing younger and younger mm-hmm. for sure maybe that will reverse as people are just being more mindful i but hope so also like like um like people that can't afford to buy mm-hmm. organic food like they don't have a choice but to give exactly their kids the milk that's i mean that's, that's why available we should be to advocating for better food in general oh my gosh yes um but i started when i was 12 i was wearing white shorts i was in the sixth grade and i legitimately was like i sat in ketchup <laughs> have you watched big mouth no on netflix does that happen to someone it's a it's an animated show by john mulaney and nick kroll <laughs> And it's all about, like, kids going through, like, puberty. Yeah. And there's a girl named Jessie, and, like, she is the only girl that's, like, around. But that exact thing happens to her. This had she's to happen to more trip. people of course. than me, then. But, like, she's in white shorts. She is on a field trip. Did she say she sat in ketchup? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I need to watch it again. But I know that, like, she's just in the bathroom, and she's like, mm. oh. <laughs> And then she's really mean. I think she ties, like, a sweatshirt around her. I thought I shortened ketchup, but really I had my period. Oh, that's the worst. That's really the whole story. Cause I was telling everybody I sat in ketchup. So I think everyone either was like, that girl's ridiculous. And she for sure has her period. At 12, no one thought yeah. that you had or your they, period. Either they, way. they literally probably thought you sat in ketchup. Yeah. That's my first period story. There's not actually any other drama that came with it. It was, it was dramatic at the time though. Mine felt dramatic. <laughs> But everything in my life feels dramatic. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Do you have a journal entry about this? I do. But it's like, it's hilarious that I do. It's that so much other stuff was going on. And so this journal entry, if you guys didn't catch the Easter egg of the very first episode, there is a journal entry of mine at the very end. And you should definitely listen so to maybe it. So maybe we, maybe you shouldn't describe this and you should just read this to us I'll one just day. read it to you. It's, it's great. <laughs> Just how nonchalant I am about it. Yeah. But how dramatic it feels to me. One day there will be an Easter egg, maybe at the end of this episode, maybe (gasps) another one. (laughs) Me. Where you can hear Amanda's journal entry. We call those the Dear Diary. Mm -hmm. Dear Diary. All of Amanda's feelings when she didn't want to clean her room. At the ripe age of. At the ripe age of sixth grade to ninth grade yeah just on and off. when she was in a really famous group called ntu oh my gosh yeah we like had one <laughs> practice we had matching pajamas um we sang in sync songs it was great yeah this girl started following us on or following like ellis has a private account mm-hmm. and started following him and was kyle was like who is this girl and i was like oh she just is a girl i know from like she was in ntu and she was in ntu he's like oh well then she can for sure follow (laughs) ellis if she was an ntu (laughs) for sure oh well that was a tangent what was your first period my first period was um i was thankfully on christmas break and i think i was in the seventh grade so i too was so 
I think in past episodes, I've said I was 12 whenever I was in sixth grade. I was 11 whenever I was in sixth grade. I was 12 because I graduated at 17. So I was 12 in the seventh grade, I think. Um, you guys can check my math. <laughs> um, but I, I started in the seventh grade. I was at Christmas break. And my Nana had had to have open heart surgery. So she was in Albuquerque. And my mom went with her. So I was just like, no, mom. Started my period. Thankfully, Megan, my oldest sister, was home from college, but I went to Mary first because Megan, like, wasn't there or something. So it may have been even, like, the day before Christmas break because, like, I think I had to go to school, Mm. and it may have been, like, the last day before, and Mary tried to get me to use a tampon, like, the very first time, which uh, one of our other friends, like, she had this American Girl book, and she was, like— I had that book. Was that— Is that Savannah? Yeah. Yeah, we (laughs) talked about this. Oh, Yeah. On, on here? No. Okay. We talked about it at Barnes & Noble when we both looked at the American we Girl doll book. I need to check that she's cool with that being in here. <laughs> that she had an American Girl doll book? No, that I'm talking about her first period. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll check that. This may or may not be in the podcast. <laughs> no, but she had the American Girl book, which told her, like, how to do everything. So she didn't, like, she was not scared to use a tampon because it explained to her how to, like, do it. But for me, my sister Mary is just standing outside the door and is like, Amanda, just put it in. Just put it in. I don't know what to tell you. And I was just like, I don't understand. Also, didn't know there were two holes until I was like in ninth grade. Because <laughs> I knew which hole the tampon went into. Yeah. But I honestly didn't know that like I would take it out to pee every time. Yeah. Because I didn't know there were two holes. Yeah. And so there are two holes. Um, just in case and any thankfully of you didn't know Megan that. came into the picture and was like, what are you trying to get her to do? Like, no, she needs to like, just wear a pad, just send her along her way, let her do her thing. Yes. And it's fine. And so I, I was really upset though, that like my mom wasn't there, but thankfully mm. I had my sisters. Good thing you're the third. I am the third. I'm used to being just like <laughs> sent to the wolves to like Wiping. figure stuff out. Wiping. Tampons. Tampons. <laughs> mess it's a mess my whole uh, it's fine i'm i feel like i have got it together now i feel like you're you definitely do yes um but definitely i uh after that like i had pretty like regular periods until i was in college and then uh i had like really bad ones and that's whenever i got on birth control the very first time do you know why you had bad ones um, my mom had endometriosis, endometriosis um, but I never knew that until, like, recently whenever I was trying to figure out, like, why my periods were just so horrible. Um, but I I don't know if, like, it was associated with that at yeah. all or it was just, like, my makeup that, like, I just have heavier, more painful periods. Huh. Yeah. So... Yeah, but I don't know. I and feel like that's like was the beginning of like the the struggle of like moving into all the things that went wrong with periods was whenever yeah. I got on birth control. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that, are there any things at the time that you did or do you feel like all of your all of your period knowledge stuff has been more recently? Oh, all my period knowledge stuff has been more recently. Um, outside of, well, it probably started right before I got married. 
that's whenever like I had to transition into a lot of different things because it just like all birth control just turned horrible for me. Mm -hmm. Nothing against like it. Yeah. It, it, It works for some people just like what was going on with my body and the birth control that like I was trying to get on or I was on to try to help like alleviate how bad my periods were actually made it worse on my entire body and I had to deal with all of those repercussions. Yeah. And then I got on a different one and it broke me out. And I was like, hello, my skin is what makes me pretty. I can't like have breakouts. <laughs> and I just I just stopped cold turkey. I was like, I'm done. Well, did you stop mm-hmm. birth control before you got married? Mm-hmm. Okay. I stopped like a month or two before we got married. All right. Yeah. I was so like, you guys just out. used condoms. Yep. Like, peace right. out on yeah. this because I could not handle it anymore. All right. Well, I was like the complete opposite of most people were like, I'm getting on birth control because I do not want to be pregnant in my first little bit of marriage. No, I'm I was on like, pretty Bye. skin. <laughs> I don't care. I just want pretty skin. I was like, I want to be beautiful for my wedding without acne. So that makes thanks. sense. I'm glad you got off birth control, hormonal birth control, just because I hate Yeah, I mean, it. you would be, you would have been real mad because I was on the one that was like having every a period every like three months. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. But another talk for another day. Another talk for another day. Right now we're talking about periods. Yeah. Um, And maybe we should start with what are some things that you do now for your period or I do now currently that like directly affects our periods or PMS. So there's things that I do I feel like um, that helped whenever I – became a vegetarian I think that like my cramps and stuff like helped and PMS symptoms like went away essentially um Mm -hmm. by the things I was eating Mm -hmm. um and now I feel like I'm I'm new back into the whole period game after having Ellis and so it's like a a new finding of like what's working for me but um before that like there's a lot of things that you could be eating and doing to help alleviate if you do suffer from like PMS. So maybe let's start with PMS. Okay. What are some things that we can all be doing as far as like food intake and just health in general to maybe ease PMS symptoms um, in our own lives, like say crazy hormone fluctuations and stuff like that. Like, is there anything that food can help with that? For sure. There are a few different things that we can be eating um, to help with hormones, and then there's a few different foods that will be. I'll talk about that like helps, like especially with like bloating. So if like you tend to bloat like before your period, during or after, like that's kind of the things that you would want to like focus on. But for um, hormones specifically, is that like during your um, period, progesterone and estrogen can like affect your serotonin Mm -hmm. and so it can actually decrease your serotonin leading to shifts in like your mood causing like depression anxiety um or irritability and so that's kind of where um a lot of people get those like mood swings and shifts Mm -hmm. is because it's the swing of like your progesterone and your testosterone decreasing like your serotonin you can't sleep yeah and you're just like i hate my life thanks um, so some of the things that you could do to help with that is um, complex carbohydrates actually help. And so you could be eating sweet potatoes, squash, pumpkin, lentils, um, and potatoes. 
and then whole grains. And so whole grains are going to be anything that's like your rolled oats, um, anything with fiber in it, uh, brown rice. Those are good choices. And what do those do? Those help stabilize your um, hormones by um, making sure that it like decreases the sugar that's being released. And so it stabilizes your blood sugar. Okay. And then it helps you to like boost your mood. So like whole grains specifically will help if you're having sort of like cravings or you're having a shift in mood and you're really upset um, it could be a good like intermediate instead of going to like sugar. Okay. That makes you feel good. And then the complex carbohydrates help you feel full and helps you stabilize your sugars and it helps with like your sugar cravings. So you aren't like always going to feeling like you ice need cream to, like, and eat. chocolate. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I find that I listen to um, a different podcast and I read a lot about it is like resistant starches. Mm-hmm. And one of those um, like potatoes specifically if you eat cold potatoes, they have resistant starches in them. And so that's where your body can't actually absorb them. And so whenever you eat them and they go into your small intestine and it gets passed to your large intestine, it's something where like the good bacteria can feed on. So it acts as a prebiotic that we talked about and helps build that good bacteria to actually build your immunity and then also will help you feel better. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good it thing definitely to still affects like your mental health. Yes, exactly. So if like you have a really healthy gut, you have good bacteria that's present. It, it there's tons of studies that are showing that it helps like mood disorders and it helps like you have like stabilization within that huh. sort of thing. So I would imagine that would also be helpful within the PMS with like your progesterone, testosterone, right. estrogen just running amok. And PMS, like for you, how long would you say you're PMSing before you start your period? So I don't feel like I had PMS symptoms to the point where like Kyle would be like, um, Kyle would be like, hey, so I didn't even know you were on your period until he, like after we were married, he would be like trying Mm -hmm. to do something. I'm like, (laughs) no, thanks. (laughs) Um, I, I acted the same. Um, and now, post-baby, he can definitely tell that I'm about to be starting my yeah. period because I'm just, like, I'm mean to him for some reason. Aww. Like, it's just things that he does, I'm always like. So Kyle <sighs> needs to be like, hey, would you like a complex card? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, baby, do you want some sweet potatoes with Ellis tonight? Um, <laughs> I think it would really help. Uh, omega-3s help with that, too. So anything like salmon, nuts, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, the good fats will also help stabilize and like flax seeds are really good to help like stabilize that as well so um those are some of the things you can do to specifically help with the hormone side Mm -hmm. and then the other side with like the bloating and then just also things that have been shown to help reduce pms symptoms in general um are obviously drink a ton of water yeah because it helps. Um, it also helps with digestion. And so that if you have any sort of digestion issue, like I feel like sometimes whenever I'm on my period and I eat certain things, it just makes me feel more full or it makes me feel like just weird, you mm-hmm. know. And so if you're drinking at least 64 ounces of water, it will help like just keep you less bloated and then also keep you to where you're digesting everything and it's moving through the way it's supposed to um reducing salt that's essentially like the other side of drinking a ton of water um so limiting processed foods because then it's obviously going to be decreasing a crap ton 
Yeah. So if you know you're going to struggle with that and you're going to yeah. feel crappy because you're bloated or yes. moody, then just put better things into your body so that you have you're worth starting from somewhere. Exactly. Better. And it, I feel like because like if you do suffer from cravings or anything like that, too, which I do sometimes, but it's not salty so much. Mm-hmm. But if you are one of those people where it's like, I just want to go out to eat or I want to like fast food or I want to whatever, like really try to limit that to like one thing per day mm-hmm. and drink a ton of water. Otherwise, like if you succumb to every sort of craving you have that's whenever it could get in the way because obviously anytime you go out to eat or you're eating fast food it's it's loaded in sodium just because you're not in control of how that food is being prepared right yeah and then um calcium and vitamin d have been shown to help lower pms symptoms huh yeah calcium yeah so does like eating cheese help with that that's what it's like (laughs) So whenever I looked this up, it's it was basically saying, so like any low-fat cheeses, uh, soy products have calcium in it, um, milk, if you drink milk. But calcium is supposed to help alleviate some of those. And then obviously vitamin D on that other side where it's like it helps absorb the calcium, so that could be leading to it. Um, and obviously we talked about it in the, the episode with Savannah um, about vitamin D, the best source is going to be the sun Mm -hmm. but you can also eat sardines oysters and salmon do you eat sardines my son does that's ellis's favorite he's having sardines right now um it's one of his favorite things ever just because it's so high in dha and epa and those are the the essential fatty acids that our bodies can't make so it's good for our brains good for our eye development especially in babies um but for us it's good for our brains um and Again, what we talked about, the, like, bumps on the back of your arms. I feel like uh, every time people talked about sardines or I thought about sardines, I always think anchovies. So I'm thinking, like, the whole fish with the head. That's exactly what I was thinking. Super salty. Yeah, it's just you automatically think anchovies and sardines. It tastes like tuna, kind of. Um, I get the one packed in olive oil because he needs to, like, bump up the fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's just, like, this little box and... It tastes like tuna. And it just looks like tuna fish? Yeah. I mean, it comes in like, it looks like it's the fish, but no head or tail. It's just like the body of the fish. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like three of them. Oh. In this little like can that you open, and then you just drain the oil, and then you could make it into like whatever you wanted to. All right. Yeah. It, it's actually enough. really good. Um, My sister's just started like baby led weaning with my niece. Uh-huh. And she thought the same thing. I was like, no, just give it to her. Like, I swear... It's not disgusting. Like you just uh, you're thinking anchovies. You're not thinking sardines. So that's a good source of vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. And, and I eat it occasionally whenever I'm like making. it. Yeah, because I'm always like, hmm. Or maybe like a a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, I've, I've done that with sandwich. mackerel too, um, which is his second favorite fish, because um, it's also good in DHA and EPA. Not cool. so much vitamin D, but. It's I mean, also those are good also really great things to yeah. be putting into your body. Well, because tuna has like the mercury that you right. have to be really conscious of. And so these are good alternatives that aren't high mercury fish that you could have if you're just craving something like that. Yeah. And not being scared of the mercury that you we could be getting. Right. So Awesome. So like the moral of the story with PMS then is just really putting in just like good ingredients into your body like any other yes. time is oh, gonna I help. Oh, I forgot the most important thing. Eat the freaking rainbow. 
Yes. My whole thing. Eat the rainbow. Yeah. Fruits and vegetables will obviously also be a big part in like alleviating um, PMS symptoms. And then like during your period, you want to make sure you're getting a ton of iron stuff, which we'll talk about. But PMS specifically, um, like kale, turnip, greens, Swiss chard, they're high in iron. And so they'll be able to help, which make sure you pair with that vitamin C source. So it's absorbable. But um, it helps you just kind of like prep yourself yeah. so that you have that energy going into it cool yeah um supplements wise i for a while was taking vitex Mm -hmm. which amanda took for like two weeks before she got pregnant pregnant. and now (laughs) after hearing you talk i was like you should start that again right now my uh, my period hasn't been crazy though outside of like the pms and so, so I might try it again. What Vitex supposedly does is it's chased berry. Mm-hmm. So it's a berry that I bought the encapsulated form. Um, Me too, whenever I took it. Right. It just, um, it's supposed to help kind of like regulate your estrogen and progesterone. So if you're dominant in one or the other or low in one, we'll just kind of even them out so that they're, that they're not overtaking one mm-hmm. or the other. And, um... I've heard great things about it. I know people, I'm no longer taking it um, because I've been on a lot of different hormonal stuff in our fertility journey, which you'll hear about another time, I'm sure. But um, I know people that have continually taken it and they see a huge difference in their PMS, um, particularly like their moods. Yeah, their that's, mood swings. that's one of the things that I, to clients that yeah. I've, I've met, I have specifically recommended Vitex to people. And yeah. I I did just the not Vitex brand. I think I got it from Whole Foods and it was just the chased tree. Yeah, I think it's called Vitex mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Um but yeah, just looking it's for or. it's like any other supplement where yeah. you want to find one that ha- is like reputable, but Totally. Um I will say, I mean, I Kyle and I had thrown the dice to the wind or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on getting pregnant and it was over a year and we just hadn't gotten pregnant. Not that we were like specifically trying, but we weren't preventing anything. And then I, I started taking the Vitex. You were pregnant in two weeks. And I was pregnant in two weeks. Technically. So I don't think that that's yeah. even close to being enough time to like alter my body. Yeah. But I was just like, hey. <laughs> I mean, it. Could, I don't know. Our bodies are crazy. But Women's bodies in general are so... It's just so intricate and yeah. yours is so much different than mine. And so like anything that I'm sensitive to would you could potentially be like not sensitive to at all and you would need so much more. Yeah, it whatevs. is crazy. But with the Vitex, if you do start taking it, um you have to take it for three months and the same time of day mm-hmm. each time you do it. Um, before you're going to start really seeing benefits because it takes a while for it to actually like be in your system and stay in your system. Yeah. So it's like building up over, slowly over time. Um, and I know that some countries are using it to treat PCOS like as the first thing that they treat. Which if you don't know what that means is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. So a lot of times like an, a big indicator of having that will be that you won't even have a period mm-hmm. for months at a time yeah. or – um you'll just have insane periods. There's so many different oh yeah, things. And if you have it, I'm sorry. Um, but Vitex can be really helpful with that. Yeah. So even I don't know if a western like American doctor would even know what it is, but 
Depending on if they are an MD that practices like functional medicine, they would. Yeah. But I don't know if like a just run of the mill family doctor would. I don't know. I think that's a definitely if that's something OB. you're struggling with. Even if it's just you have hard periods in general. Oh, I, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I would text. recommend it. And I'm not saying it's going to cure anything, no. but I do think it's helpful. And I mean, there's ton of tons of anecdotal stories on the mm-hmm. internet. Of so course, who knows? the interwebs. Yeah, that like they were struggling no. with fertility or they yeah. were struggling with PCOS and it completely regulated them. So I do think that whenever before I started taking it, obviously I took your word, but then yeah. I did look some stuff up. And I think that there was like a study or two that I found. Um, I'll post those if I find them. Perfect. Um, just about like it being beneficial in some cases or that like it has been shown to help regulate your hormones or whatever. So I don't think it's just all anecdotal, but most things that you'll find first off without having like big searches is anecdotal. Um, but in this case, I think that it's, I, I mean, I've recommended it to clients and I wouldn't if I didn't think that it was actually like beneficial. Yeah. So even if you're having like crazy mood swings or yeah. intense, just really any PMS symptoms, I mm-hmm. would recommend that as like a first stop of yeah. trying. Um, especially, I mean, if you're on anything hormonal with your doctor, clearly talk to them about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause if you're on any like fertility drugs or any sort of like progesterone or estrogen, any of that stuff, if you're taking any of that prescription, then something like Vitex would actually mess that up because it would be actually counteracting yeah. whatever you're doing. So, but if you're just like normal, normal average, you're not taking anything extra and you want help like support that is an option. And you might get headaches when you first start taking it. Um, but I, I attribute that to just like our whole body's chemistry, just kind of like realigning. Yeah. So I don't remember. I mean, I literally was on it for such a short period of time yeah. that I don't think I got any headaches in that small amount of time. I think I got them a little bit at the beginning, but once I felt like I regulated, I, think I talked it, about that. Yeah. I took it for probably a year. Yeah. And I don't, know if it like chemically did anything to my body but yeah i mean it, I but felt your periods were it. fine and you're good yeah. and yeah you didn't like hate aaron before your period so that's always a good sign yeah sure i sure. don't even remember it was actually like two years ago now that i was taking yeah. vitex because i've been since then up until now i've been on for crazy hormone things. stuff yeah. so i haven't been able to take it but i have recommended it to people and um they really like it and they can actually tell a big difference when they're not taking it so that's awesome yeah i think it's that was that is one supplement i will for sure be like for pms yeah or just even regulating and and periods pcos yeah all those things oh for sure so are there any things that you um do during your periods do you tend to have cravings or do you what do you do so um now is probably a great time to talk about the menstrual cup which I am a gigantic proponent of. I have brought Amanda over to the menstrual cup side and all of our girlfriends are pretty much, at least if they're not doing it, they've heard me preach at them constantly about it. (laughs) I am such a big fan. I use the diva cup. I think that's what you're using too. There's a lot of different options out there, Mm -hmm. but um, I was thinking about it today, preparing for this podcast and just remembering the difference I realized when we I first started. So I'm probably like a year and a half in mm-hmm. with menstrual cup now. 
um, which if you don't know, that is, it's like a silicone, medical grade silicone cup that you, Insert. I wish that you could see my hands right now because I'm doing a lot of things with my the, hands. The non like crazy term is just insert. Yes. I'm like, it looked like Talladega Nights and yes. he's like, I don't know what to do with the hands. Um, you insert it up your yes. vagina and it kind of like suctions in and that sounds horrifying but it's not horrifying yeah and it kind of seals and you can wear them up to like 12 hours depending Mm -hmm. on your flow um but i've noticed a gigantic difference so i had a really heavy period horrible cramps my whole life Mm -hmm. um and i always used like a super plus tampon and it would be like every three hours my first day at like best, mm-hmm. I was changing a super plus tampon to try not to um, just bleed through everything. Bleed through everything, yeah. yeah. Um, and since changing to a menstrual cup, my cramps are way better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any science behind this, but I felt like my body's not trying to expel the like toxins that I'd been putting in it in tampons. I was like, <laughs> maybe my body was like contracting out these tampons a little bit. I don't know if it's the the toxins part, but I do like I I didn't look up specific stuff about like cramps Cramp. and whatever, but I know it's about like the placement of the cup. So like if you don't put the cup in at the right place, you can cramp uh-huh. because it's your body just like trying to like deal with it. And so I feel like it might just be the like actual like shape of the cup versus like the tampon. So if you think about it, like the tampon flares out and up and it's like not conducive for potentially like, I don't know, but I don't think it's like the toxins per se. I think it's because I still, because I still cramp if the like diva cup isn't in the specific right spot. I think it's more about the placement and how your body is feeling based on like where it's at and like the space it's like taking up. Huh. You know? Yeah. I guess that's what I'm seeing here on the, when I looked, it's like, it's a menstrual cup mystery. (laughs) Like they don't know why people get less cramps when they use it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just about how it is. So your body doesn't feel like it has to like be doing as much maybe yeah maybe or maybe it's just because of all the toxins that are destroying our bodies i mean yeah, you, because there's no science to like specifically say that is wrong i can I'll say let that. you say whatever you want i'm just gonna say i don't know <laughs> well i've noticed a gigantic difference yeah and i highly recommend it and i know they're scary sounding but i feel like i could write a book about how much i'm obsessed with menstrual cups oh for sure you could i for sure could i mean they're messy. They're not. Yes. I mean, but like I had such a heavy period that tampons were messy for me too. Oh yeah. Like I, I would told this story the other day that, um, before I got pregnant and I, my, my periods were, have always just been super heavy and, um, I had a super plus in and I was teaching pure bar and I sat down to like do abs and I like felt like I could have been bleeding through and I touched my pants and my hand was covered in blood. Uh, and I was like, were they black? Oh yeah, they were black. Thank, Thank goodness I wear black like, yeah. most of the time of my life. And 
thankfully the owner of the studio at the time was in class and I just like ran over to her, handed her the mic and was like, I can't finish class. And I just grabbed a pair of pants in the front. Yeah. I was like, charge this to my card. And I ran and like changed my pants. Yeah. And I was just like the most horrible feeling where you're just like, I don't understand. And so, um, Whenever I got to like the Diva Cup, I was like, I'm excited to try it. I, w- I wanted to try it and then yeah. I got pregnant. <laughs> I couldn't try it. And just so y'all know, I'm we are not sponsored. I no. wish we were sponsored. I wish we were sponsored <laughs> by Diva Cup too. It would be we are fantastic. not. Like life goal. Get sp- sponsored by Diva Cup. Yes. Well, maybe we should just say menstrual cup. Like yeah. whenever I tried the menstrual I, cup. Yeah. Because there are other brands that people like. And we depending on your shape, like if you cup. don't like the Diva Cup, try another brand. Yeah. Like I've heard great things about the Luna Cup. Yeah. Or the, maybe the, it's the Luna Cup, I think. I think that's sure the main one Luna Cup. learned, I've heard about. I think that's like the main competition yeah. for the Diva Cup, but they're just slightly different shaped. So maybe, I mean, every woman is shaped different. So different cups might be better for different people. Yes. Um. So one of the studies I did look up. Yeah. There was the flow study. It was called Finding Lasting Options for Women. Um, And it did a a randomized control trial comparing tampons with menstrual cups. And out of 110 women aged 19 to 40 um, who had previously used tampons as their main method of menstrual management, uh, (laughs) almost 90% um, said that they preferred the menstrual cup over tampons. Ju- that's not saying anything like health wise. That's mainly just Pref- saying preference. Preference that this was more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It made them feel better. Tampons weren't as comfortable as like a menstrual cup was. Yeah. So that a I mean, study has be, been done. I to cannot like, imagine being like a twelve year old little girl and just being handed one of those. Oh no, like, no no no! But at the same time, I was talking to my husband. And I was like, if we ever have a daughter, I would way rather start. I will not give her tampons. No, she I will would be probably starting on that. do the like underwear that are like sustainable or a sustainable pad or something maybe i've thought about the like, sustainable underwear too but i mean <laughs> better than a tampon and i just feel like it'd be traumatic uh yeah i something mean up. i was thinking like i bled through all the time in school yeah all the time and if i had had a menstrual cup it would have been way less like maybe like the once every once in a while where like out of nowhere i have a really heavy few hours yeah where I've bled through with my menstrual cup. But besides that, like, it really can last for up to 12 hours without changing it. And with the tampons, I was changing them, like, if I wasn't, like, really vigilant every three hours starting at 12 years old, yeah. then I was bleeding through. And that's embarrassing, especially when you're in oh, high school. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I'm, like, very pro menstrual cup. And I'm I- pro menstrual cup, too, but I did do my due diligence to look up about all the stuff with like menstrual cups versus like tampons. And because we have, you and I have recently talked about like the um, toxic shock syndrome um, with tampons. And so we, I know you looked up some stuff. So if you want to talk about that stuff and I can kind of like wrap it up as like a summary. Oh, perfect. So, okay. Well, I hope I don't steal your thunder, but I do have some stuff. Um, so, to start off, I also believe that there's like really bad stuff in pads too. Oh so, yeah, that's why I feel like you have to get like yeah, just a really like I think that there's one that is out on the market right now that is like a very 
organic, clean, like one that's like also trying to like provide like stuff for people in other countries to have clean yeah. stuff um, that is like trying to go into that. Yeah. Realm. I mean, the best you can do is finding like organic, but those are expensive. Yeah. Like how are, oh, well, yeah. like a lot of women will not be able to afford being healthy when they're on their periods, which is really upsetting. I'm going to go ahead and like throw this out there because we're talking about finances that the Diva Cup or the Luna Cup, whenever you first look at it, I was deterred for a very long time because it's so expensive. Whenever you look at it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and whenever you're looking at it because you're so used to buying tampons every month, essentially, or pads every month, you're thinking... $30 every month. I can't do that. And you forget that like it's reusable and the silicone is good for like a year or two, a year or two. And like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to replace it until then. And so it's it's just a a thing to think about whenever you are like, if you're, if it's about finances of like organic tampons, pads versus a regular one, it, it might be worth the investment if you're looking for a natural way to deal with like your periods. Yeah. So, I mean, an option with a reason to go towards menstrual cups is because of all the crap that is in all these sanitary products that are not I mean, sanitary is like a funny word to use for it because I'm like, that's not sanitary. That's awful. (laughs) Um, um, There's a lot of crap in them. And like the the main ones that I found um, just, I mean, there are thousands of articles about the crap that is in women's sanitary products. Like tampons, pads. Um, But one of the ones I'm looking at here has... Um, things to watch out for rayon it's um Mm -hmm. um like highly absorbent synthetic um and it's very commonly associated with the increase of likelihood of toxic shock Mm -hmm. is that one of the things that you found by any chance no um so uh something i was reading not on this article was that like women that are more likely to wear super plus or like higher absorbency tampons are more likely to get toxic shock. And they think it could potentially be linked to these ingredients that are in here that are in higher dose, like not dosages, but like higher amounts Mm -hmm. in these heavier absorbency tampons. Yeah. Um, and then dioxin, which the EPA, who literally doesn't do anything for us ever. Sorry. <laughs> they do some things, but not nearly enough. Said there's literally no safe level of dioxin for any human. That is found in the, like, it's a result of chlorine processing. And that's found in tampons. And that, <laughs> Amanda's just like refilling wine over here. <laughs> And just Sorry if you can prob- hear. <laughs> probably thinking about all the time she's put this crap in her body. We all have. That's why I'm drinking. <laughs> um, and like I was thinking, like m- when all the rage was, or maybe all the kids are still doing it, like the vodka tampons. Like the reason you do that. Okay, so you <laughs> said that earlier today. I have never heard that. You've in never my heard whole of life. that. No, that was like a big thing. Maybe in Arizona. No, I I think I heard this like 
Ah, oh, man. I wish I could phone a friend to prove myself. It's a thing. No, I believe and our you. Listeners I'm, will saying, agree. I'm saying I have just never heard about it, but I also am incredibly naive, <laughs> sheltered kid that I have no idea what you're so talking about. So it hits about. your bloodstream because it's no, like I totally understand why you. they do it, but I've never under, I've never heard people do it. So like you get really drunk, you can die from alcohol poisoning doing that because it Hi, goes directly or- into your... Because they're, I mean, they eat Tide, Tide Pods. Pods. I was going to say, I <laughs> also am confused about that. <laughs> so I'm for so me, old. I'm like, this is a chemical that the EPA, who literally is allowing millions of pounds of terrible chemicals to be sprayed on our food all the time, mm-hmm. says there's no level that's safe to be exposed to us that's in our tampons yeah. that we're putting in our bodies like multiple times a day. like hundreds of thousands of times in our life probably that that's something that's soaking into us yeah um the cotton's not organic which sounds ridiculous but that means that there's pesticides like so all of those like roundup is probably going up your vagina yeah i don't want i don't want roundup in my kitty i mean (laughs) i always think it's hilarious whenever you call your vagina a kitty especially because who was it that didn't even understand that was it aaron no, I Christina P, who is amazing, she calls that. She calls it her meow. Yeah, meow. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like, there's residue. There's all sorts of herbicides crap on non-organic cotton, which is so frustrating. And you're not washing it before you put it in. And even if you do, wa- like, even our clothes, that's another whole say, thing. Like, is that going yeah. into our, our skin is such a big or- organ? Yeah. Fragrance, which has no boundaries around it. When it just says fragrance, it's yeah. like that's like basically chemical soup. Which I mean, I I know I remember um I was in college. No. Yes, because I had a broken foot because I had stepped off a curb and broke my foot. Because that's my life. Mm-hmm. Um my friend Abby and I were going to a concert and i started my period i was like hey i need to like go get tampons and she's like well let's make sure to get the scented one so you don't smell what? and it's like that's i mean it was in college yeah so it was like 2004 but how ridiculous is that i haven't even thought about the fact that there's scented tampons and yeah we've all i, I didn't them. think about it at all because at that time it's like things exist like yeah fish tacos and you're like well i don't want to smell i don't well, want someone also, to like, think i smell that so it's like that one's a prettier color so i'm gonna buy the scented oh, one for sure that too and i was i i never thought about the repercussions of that i always just thinking about the superficial aspect of it yeah like th- that i think that conversation that she and i had is basically majority of the united states thought process yeah you know it's just ridiculous And then lastly on this, and I'm sure I could probably go through hundreds of articles and list hundreds of more things that people have found that Amanda probably has that she's found um, that are in it. But BPA, like if you don't find applicators that are specifically BPA free, I mean, we're avoiding that at like all costs in our water bottles, Mm -hmm. but we're sticking them up us. Well, the often the the only argument that I would say I am very much anti BPA. <laughs> yeah. But it's more um is if they are obviously you don't know what the environment they're in in a warehouse or being transported or anything like that so that is where it could be caused but the BPA risk comes whenever it's exposed to heat which would be like our 98.6 degree bodies. But it's not a, it's, I wouldn't say that it's it would be in enough time. 
I don't know. And so, but I'm yeah. saying, but you don't know how it's been transferred. And so if it's been sitting in a hot warehouse or sitting on a hot truck, that's much different. But then the whole, like, it just going up in you, I don't think that that has enough, like, time or temperature to alter, like, the, the plastic to seep in. But if it's been sitting in a really hot right warehouse like that that could that's totally hypothetical i have no idea if that's actually right. scientifically behind it but well regardless if bpa is going up us if that's happening which there is a chance even if it's a small chance it's enough of a chance to me that's super hormone disrupting it's linked to cancer like there's a reason we have bpa free plastic for all of our kitchen items yes. now like yes um yeah so those are the things i found for tampons that were like the top six offenders yes so i i looked up just in general some stuff but the first time toxic shock was even discussed was in 1978 and then it wasn't actually it was um published in a journal called lancet and then it wasn't actually even brought to the public until like the 80s and I don't think I had ever heard of toxic shock until like randomly I was watching the Osbournes what? whenever I was in like high school <laughs> and uh, Sharon Osbourne is like telling Kelly like she shouldn't be using tampons or wearing thongs because basically it's like not healthy for your vagina to not breathe <laughs> and then like having that tampon in within a thong that's like even tighter yeah. up and I was like I had never even like thought never that there was anything it. wrong because I'd crazy. never heard of t- I, and then like uh, she didn't say toxic shock but like she was like that could like kill you or whatever yeah. so that was the first thought that and I was they like, didn't oh. tell you that like in um like sex ed not toxic shock not toxic shock toxic shock syndrome toxic shock syndrome, <laughs> toxic shock syndrome. no I, d- I don't think That's I'd ever crazy. heard that they definitely term until to I was about older in human growth and development or well, whatever Arizona again was again uh, at least 49 <laughs> you know um, but I did find an article that unfortunately was talking about toxic shock and there has been one case of toxic shock associated with the menstrual cup. Yeah. Like and it's so still, it there. still exists. And so this is where it's coming from just because like giving a full picture of, of the world where it's yeah. like, this is, this is an unknown thing. People don't actually know what's causing toxic shock, but um, some of the reasons why they think outside of like the chemical part is that it's an accumulation of blood in the polyester foam cubes. This is what they think it could be in like um, tampons. Uh-huh. So it's accumulation of blood in the polyester foam cubes and chips of carboxymethylcellulose. So that's like basically the tampon, mm-hmm. like blood just sitting in it. Yeah. And then um, an increase in vaginal pH. From 4.2 to around 7. So that's like feeding ground for this specific strain of bacteria called Streptococcus aureus, I think. And then existence of both oxygen and carbon dioxide in the vag- in the vagina during menstruation. So those are the three things that like they're hypothesizing that could be causing um, toxic, toxic shock syndrome. Oh my gosh, why is it so hard for me to say I that word? Know. Um, And so they... Are showing and so one girl. This is a case study that I found that one girl, thirty-seven year old, presented herself with toxic shock. She had used a diva cup ten days prior, but was it a diva cup? It was a diva cup. Okay, and so there were some things that had happened. So it was basically that there was an abrasion uh, that she had, like putting it in, 
um, then it's basically like the gist of this was saying that even menstrual cups could present those three things. Mm-hmm. So like even though the Diva Cup is allowed to be in for 12 hours, if you're really heavy, you should, you should be it. changing it because yeah. like the blood well, you is will sitting bleed there. You will out. bleed. Like, like, you, I've, not out. You I've won't leaked. bleed out, but you <laughs> yeah. leak. Yeah. I've leaked um, whenever I'm a little bit heavier, but then it's just like, it's still that idea. Like don't let blood just sit there. Yeah. If it's at, at all able to coagulate at all, that's, it's been in there too long. And yeah. so it's also like maintaining like a healthy diva cup will also help so that bacteria doesn't grow. Right. Um, but then also making sure that, um, like, whenever you change it, you're cleaning it out so that your pH doesn't change. So it's, like, not allowing blood to sit in there. And then also, um, I don't remember what I said the last thing was. pH. Oh, the, both oxygen and carbon dioxide. So it's basically just, like, the more you change it, the less blood, the less, back, like, environment that's able to, like, allow that to happen. Because basically toxic shock, they still don't know, like – in the 70s and 80s, they were like, they found it primarily in prepubescent, or not prepubescent, because you'd be having your period, um, like menstruating girls in teenage years. Uh-huh. And then they found it in like men and huh. women in older age. So it's basically like they don't know the exact etiology because men have had toxic shock. Yeah. Because basically it's just that your organs go into failure and it's not quite sepsis. But it's basically this one bacterial strain, strain of growth huh. that's like causing you to essentially go into like crazy failure. Um, and so it's the etiology is still trying to be figured out, but you definitely are going to change a menstrual cup more often than you would a tampon, probably. And it's silicone versus like all the other stuff. So, right. As we're so trying to like figure out one case that they found. Yeah, it's one case. I just feel like I yeah. had to present the information. No, I, I still that. use a diva cup. I'm going to continue using a diva yeah. cup. <laughs> I'm sure there's a billion more cases. Of oh, there's tampons. way more yeah. cases. I mean, that's the all in the 70s. That's where it was. It was from tampons, yeah. and then it was like into the 80s, and they saw it all in these women. It was all women who were using tampons, and that was pre tampons you and I used. Yeah. So there was even more crap. Yeah. In them. Before those regulations happened. And so now it's like there's less cases after that initial regulation on it. But I think that we're seeing that they could still be done better. And we're just we as people are just becoming much more educated. Yeah. On the whole matter. <laughs> and so. Well, it's on it's on our tampon boxes. It's on our Diva Cut box. Like it, there are warnings everywhere for toxic shock. Yeah, because it, it, it could happen at any point. Yeah. And so that's where it's like it's just about maintaining good practices using your menstrual cup mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, it could go 12 hours, but maybe don't if you like even if you're not heavy and blood is just sitting there. Yeah, it's still allowing that like, or environment even, to like, like feed. Maybe go 12 hours, but do not go past that. Like, no. Like, I mean, I, I'm on, I err on the side of caution always. Yeah. And so I change mine like four to five hours, which is still longer than but I not would have night. gone. No, at night I don't. Right. And so I sleep probably like eight hours. Yeah. A night. <laughs> that was, that was a joke. I sleep like six. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. Uh, and it's not because of my son. It's solely because of me. Well, that's sad. I know. Another podcast, another day, another, another sleep podcast, cast. another time. Um, well, 
that's good to know then. Yeah. So be cleaning and actually, I mean, you do not have to, but I was like, I'll just buy the wash. They do oh, sell no, a I wash don't do that. for it. So just finding some sort of like soap or hot, like boiling water. I would say I do it. the boiling water thing yeah. just because I'm lazy and cheap. Yeah. But before that, I did unscented baby wash. Yeah. Mm, I know. I don't know if I want to get behind that yet. I know. But it's an option. <laughs> it's an option for me. It's um, what I did, but I now just do water. Because I was like, I don't want that on my body either. So. No, you don't know. So, yeah. um, um, But now going into a little bit of just quick things to do like whenever you're on your period since we talked about. I wanted to fangirl slightly more. Oh, yes. About, you said pH. And yeah. Diva Cups actually don't change the pH of your vagina whereas tampons do every time they change the pH of your vagina and they also soak up like all the things that you don't want soaked up so like your period's not all that is going on like that's not the only wetness in your vagina when you're on your period there's still all of the good wetness that you want there um, and the, like good bacteria is there mm-hmm. that tampons are disrupting and soaking into them and taking out so like there's a whole nother side of it that like your sex life is better when you're using a deep, like a menstrual cup, not just diva, just menstrual cup in general, yeah. because it's soaking up and disrupting that. So like, I mean, that's happening once a month. So how long is it taking your body to like replenish that? I don't know, but I mean, for sure, for certain the next week after that is your body even having to like bounce back from having this disruption in their pH and um, it just like soaking up all the good stuff. So yeah, that's like another thing to just be thought like to think about is food for thought. Yeah. It's helpful for your sex life to be using a menstrual cup. And we have a friend who will not be named that has been using a menstrual cup and then used a tampon recently. And, um, they ended up tearing when they had sex after they got, we think, well, I think it was more a yeast infection. Yeah. Which, I mean, also, it could well, have also been like a lot of stuff, but um, it it sounded like it was the beginning of a yeast infection that mm-hmm. got irritated potentially by the sex and potentially, potentially like the, a, the tampon Some use. sort of a wound. I don't yeah. know. There was like a whole thing about it where it was like, oh, this is a big difference now. And she could tell like, I didn't do this, and now yeah. this this is the only change, and this yeah. is what changed. And it does change the pH, so that could easily be a breeding ground for killing good bacteria and causing yeast infection. I mean, I feel like there's so much research that could be done on that just to, like, gain more knowledge outside of uh, I don't want people to be continuing to do tampons if it's, right. like, not... And I mean, mean, that's a whole nother tangent we could go on of the fact that like that's never funded like women's health and women's studies, like fertility or like women's cancers, all that kind of stuff is like highly underfunded and not done well. (laughs) So I know that's why I was excited to see like an actual study with a name where it's like female lasting yeah. Like solutions. What are we going to do? Thank you to that this? one person that persevered and did one study. I think that was in 2016. Women are. I know. We're slowly climbing up I the know. ladder, trying our best. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, uh, pH. And pH. Uh, I actually did look up a study too. I told you I have this 
thing in general about just fangirling massively over yes. menstrual cups. Really quick of like pros and cons, and one of them is less embarrassing odor. Hey, I mean, I don't feel like I have smelled. I mean, I don't think I smelled before, but I don't know either. This they say like because less fluid is exposed to air because it's all in the cup. Who knows? Well, I mean, but that's where they was talking about too, where it's like the oxygen and carbon dioxide being exposed to yeah. could be the breeding ground for um, vaginal pH. Beneficial bacteria stays in place. Uh, fewer visits to the pharmacy. You don't have to go get tampons. You have your thing, and it's there for a year and a half, two years. Like Kyle was seriously the most excited about that, probably because he had to go, to go buy, buy more tampons. tampons for me all the time. More time between changes. You can go up to twelve hours. That's what all the instructions say. So I feel Is like it, that's like the studies are like you can go twelve hours with the menstrual cup. Do not go longer than that. I like that it says you can get you can go up to where it's right. like, but more often than not, you're probably right. not going to go. And the I would say hours. like every time I go to the bathroom, I change. Mine. I just change it because yeah. it's like I. I mean, I feel like that's common for girls. Like you're used to that if you're mm-hmm. wearing tampons. Not just because you pee, but because you're like, I don't want to bleed through, so I'm going to yeah. change this. It, outside of like if I had just done it and I had to pee again, I'll leave it. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I change it every time. This one shocked me a lot, and I feel like it cannot be a true fact. But clearly someone somewhere has done this. You can have sex while you have your diva cup in place. That is false. <laughs> we were like, how? What? Where but- is this from? I don't even know. I'm not even I'm on Google right now. Health something. Hell I don't know. Cleveland Clinic? Oh, the Cleveland Clinic? Yes. Said that you could have sex with the Diva Cup? Yes. I don't even know who that is, but you oh, do. Oh, I know who the Cleveland Clinic is. So the Cleveland Clinic is is amazing. Um, and they're actually one of the forefronts. So, like, Dr. Mark Hyman, who, like, I... His last name is Hyman? Yeah, H-Y-M-A-N. Maybe it was foresight. Sorry if that was really loud. I just headbutted the mic laughing. <laughs> it deserved it. I, I think I forget that that's, like, it has the other meaning. Because yeah. I'm always just like, Dr. Mark Hyman. Does he like, study so women? Like, no, he's a functional medicine oh, okay. doctor. I was uh, really hoping you were going to say something about menstrual caps. No, but he is, like, one of the leading functional medicine doctors at the Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic is like you my best friend's husband like he has had so many like issues like esophageal like reflux stuff and it takes months to get into the Cleveland Clinic like it's amazing. Well, look at that. Like, forefront of functional medicine. So the fact that, like, they you said can that, that makes have me sex be like. With a cup in place. I don't know how. how. And I was like, maybe they just, maybe, like, your partner does not go in all the way is the only thing I can think. But mine is like. Okay, your canal <laughs> is shorter than the average humans, I think, which yes. is so weird because you're so tall and gangly. Well, that doesn't mean that your cervix has to be a quite like in the specific yeah. spot that your height is. Mine is never sticking out. Oh. But, Mine only creeps but up it's like I a nut. I don't know. Who knows? If you have done this, please write us anonymously and tell us how it went because I would love to know. Yes. I, I want to know. Like, <laughs> I don't I, know if I'm going to, yep, I did that with the... Uh, no, I would be way too scared. Also, I don't feel like it'd be enjoyable for me. I don't know if I would be... I feel like I would be like, is this thing going to get shoved up my body like all the... I don't know. This I mean, is a very I, big change. I mean, you could get it down through breathing, but right. I mean like... I am my okay. This is, this is personal information, <laughs> but like 
I don't feel like I'm big enough for both of those things. Even I, after having a baby, I don't feel like I'm big enough for both of those well, things. I, I don't know. This is like mind blowing to me. When I read that, I read that right before we started this podcast, like while I was having dinner and I was like, what? I don't. And then I said I it mean, to my husband and my husband was like, what? How? Cleveland Clinic. I want you to explain this to yes. me because I don't understand. Or one of you lovely listeners that has done this. But like, why? I don't know. But I don't why? Know. So I also thoughts. am not down with period sex. I think it's weird. And I'm all about it. Oh, I think it's better. It's weird. I can't do it. If you can make it happen, like I don't like to do it if it's going to be super messy, but it actually feels better. Well, because there's There's so much fluid. I totally get it. No, but also like your parts are just like there's more blood in general. So it's like all the flowing. I get it where it's like a lot of flowing and things. But like I just I think it's because I'm so scarred because of all the like, which I'm sure we'll talk about whenever we if we talk like about birth control. But I'm so scarred from that like health stuff I had with Mm -hmm. birth control that I'm like, I don't want to deal with blood anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're out there and you're like, maybe I'll try having period sex. I say go for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what showers are for. Or the black towel. (laughs) The black towel. It's all about you and your partner. Whatever you guys are cool with. Exactly. I did. Okay. So, um, tangent, but, NPR had this amazing, like, This American Life that talked about, like, it it was about, like, rom-coms and, like, people talking about their relationships. And there was this girl that was just fantastic story. And it was about her being on her period. This guy, they end up, like, having sex. And he's just, like, and she's, like, but I'm on my period. And he's, like, so? And it's, like, all about whoever yeah. you're with. Like, if they're cool with it, you should listen to that, yeah. like, specific one just because her story is so ridiculous but um i I, kyle and i no well no i'm here to tell you you're not weird if you do it no no no, not at all we just can't if you are skeptical just go in the shower washes right away all about it um so transitioning into if you are on your period some things that you should be eating and drinking or not drinking um, we already talked a little bit about iron. Make sure you're eating lots of lean meats or eating those vegetables that have lots of iron in them. Like, like, C. So like all your dark leafy greens. So spinach, kale, turnip, greens, Swiss chard. Those are like the vegetable source. Beans have good source of iron. You just want to make sure, or legumes, you want to make sure mm-hmm. you're just pairing it with a vitamin C source. And then anything that's like a animal product, red meat specifically, will be a very good iron source. Um, just make sure you're not eating it like all the time, but that will help you maintain lots of energy levels. And because you're bleeding so much, you're losing a lot of iron. If you're heavier, um, you don't want to be airing on that side of anemia. So you want to just make sure you're eating a sh- shit ton of iron. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she's like started went, to censor herself. Sh- <laughs> There's no way to say it in a nice way. You no, just gotta do you it. You gotta all do it. it. All of it. Um, and then, uh, so you want to make sure you're also exercising during your period, um, but not over-exercising all the time. Just making sure you have a, like, really healthy balance. Um, because during uh, your period, you can actually boost your muscle mass build oh. whenever you're exercising. So it, you could actually be building more muscle. So there's motivation. Yeah. For those of you that are toned, easily motivated. More toned. <laughs> Unlike me. As you have your period. Um and then some of the things that you should avoid, which we're doing it right now, alcohol, caffeine. We talked about this today, and I was like, I always drink 
<laughs> right, I'm on my period because you're sad um, and you just want to drink. Yeah, and that that's that is it. And so both alcohol, caffeine, obviously can disrupt your sleep, which we talked about. Like the serotonin gets affected by your progesterone and estrogen, and so those things can also increase you not being able to sleep during your period. But alcohol specifically um, can also increase your estrogen and testosterone. What if that's what? <laughs> That's a whole nother tangent that I'll know, be talking I, to Amanda. We're going to talk later about that, but um, which leads to hormone fluctuations, which can affect your ovulation. So that's why if you are doing like a fertility diet or you're trying to like regulate your hormones, people say don't drink a ton of alcohol. But the issue is, is that they don't know how much alcohol affects. So they just person. say none. No, they say one drink per day. Okay. No more than that. And like most of us don't drink a lot every day and so it's basically like if you have a glass of wine you're fine right but they're saying like if you're on your period and you drink a lot of the times you'll have a glass you fall asleep and at 2 a.m you wake up and you're awake so maybe you should not have that glass of wine. and that's something that i feel like we're probably not gonna be able to dive into right now that i've never talked to you about but i have insomnia for two days before i get my period like full night no we have never talked no drinking i am awake the entire night and it's always before I have to work. So like I, for some reason, I always start like the day I have to work early in the morning. We've never talked about that. Yeah. I wonder if it is like just your hormones, hormones that are like causing you not be able to sleep. I don't know. That's a whole nother, whole mystery, nother mystery that we can, that we can talk, talk about another about. time. But they, yeah, maybe if that's something that you struggle with. Tweet us or follow us. Yeah, I was going to say, me, oh, I sleep like a baby all the time. I don't know. (laughs) I wish. I wish I knew. I've looked it up before. I think it's like semi-common, but. Oh, for sure. I think, I mean, if they're talking about it enough, like this is all from the Cleveland Clinic as well. And so. um, You can't have sex with a cup in. No, but I feel like if. If if people are talking about it in the sense of like, hey, this affects your sleep, like it's pretty common. I think that's a pretty common like PMS and period thing that like you yeah. don't sleep well. Yeah. Like without a doubt, every single time I'm going to start my period, I know because the either the day before, like one or two days before I will be awake the entire night till like four or 5 a.m. And then sleep for like three hours. The only time I'm awake in the middle of the night is whenever Kyle's annoying me and <laughs> touching me. <laughs> or, Kyle, can or you like, please time that at a something. time that's not the middle of the night? I know. Or like does something that uh, is coming home and he's like it being the sweetest ever. And I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> I feel like that is like so romantic when you're dating and then you get married and like oh my starts gosh, wearing yes. off. And then you have a kid and you're like, literally a human has been touching me the entire day. And this is the only time of the day that a human is not touching me. And now you're touching me. Yes. Or for me, it's that. And then also where I'm like, who knows if that child is going to stay asleep? That's like, true. You got to get your sleep yeah, in while you can. We are new into this sleeping all through the night in the crib thing. So like, let's mm-hmm. embrace it. Oh, man. And just sleep. <laughs> I wish, like, Aaron is so optimistic. He's like, it was worth it that I didn't sleep that, like, extra hour last night. Or, like, if it's, oh, like, a real fun. I wish I could like, be like I've that. I've literally, I love you so much, and I'm so glad that we have a healthy sex life. But also, I've never felt happy that I lost that <laughs> hour of sleep. <laughs> I'm like, can we not time this better? I'm so like, on your side. I like, have always regretted it every time. Yes. No, Kyle and I, like, 
earlier on, um, it would be like he would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "Ooh, yeah," and I'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, fine, whatever." Yeah. But now, if he even like touches me with his feet to be like affectionate, because he like <laughs> wants to touch feet. Sometimes just to be like, I love you. And I'm like, if you touch me again, I will punch you in your face. Like, stop touching Plus, me. Plus, feet are so hot in the middle of the night or cold. I, I try to be really like, allow it to happen because I know I need to like, be more like, accepting breaths. of his like, deep love breaths for me and be like, he's just trying to be affectionate. I need to be affectionate back. And my affection to show I love him is allowing him to touch my feet. I will let it happen. But. <laughs> He like the the Poor thing Kyle. he will always say is like you are a huge bitch whenever you wake up in the middle of the night. If like you get woken up okay, in the middle of the night, don't I'm wake me. us up in the middle of the night, right? That's the hard thing is like that right there. Maybe it's not like every person, but I I don't want to say like across the board every girl is like this or every guy is no. like this. But in my anecdotal experience, yes. guys are like, yes, I just got woken up the best way possible, and girls are like. No, I'd rather be sleeping. Yes. And then, like, let's do this when I wake up. <laughs> yes, I actually tell him that. I'm always like, hey, first nap. See you later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'll see you in the morning. Yes. Or, like, maybe let's prioritize this for, like, 8 p.m. Because yes. by 9, I'm done. I'm oh. in bed and asleep. Dating relationships, engaged relationships, so much different than married. Then, and that's how God made our bodies to be, like, it's like mating call. Yes. <laughs> like girls are totally fine with it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't have to be fine with this anymore. I want to freaking sleep. Yes. Yeah, you're like, peace the F out. I'll yeah. see you in the morning. Yeah. And you can enjoy it. Like I enjoy it. I'm not Me mad too. that we have sex. I just don't like waking up in the middle of the night to do it. No, I think it's stupid. His thing is always like, you can wake me up if you feel like it. And I'm always <laughs> like, I will never wake you up because <laughs> I will never be awake. I'm glad you laughed so hard at that because I don't think he realizes he's literally recording this right now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't think he realizes how ridiculous that is. I think it's also the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> You can make me laugh if, if you feel like if it. If you feel the, if you feel like it, I feel like Kyle's like the all time where he's like, "Hey, <laughs> just FYI." And if, then, if you feel the need, I'll be, ex- I'll be. Oh my gosh, I feel it. like I need to point out that we are both extreme. The room we're in right now has no airflow, and we're both sweating so much and drinking wine. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, it's like it's as if we were working out, but we're not. Uh, okay. Well, I feel like I haven't even done slight justice to the menstrual cup. But no, I feel like you've done complete justice. You have fangirled out about it. We have talked about how it's not perfect. It's not perfect because nothing's perfect. But this is a really good alternative if you are looking for something. (laughs) Sorry, we're still laughing and super sweaty. (laughs) No, I was just like so serious about me talking, and I look at you, and you're just like. Because <laughs> we're so gl- we're both glistening a lot oh, right now. I probably look beautiful. Um, <laughs> we'll take a picture after this. Uh, oh, no, boy. but I feel like you've done justice. Where it's like this is a really good alternative yeah. if you're looking for something not a tampon, not a typical run of the mill pad. That mm. you should try it, and I think that it's something that um, has helped us anecdotally. 
Yeah. Helped me. Helped you. So like what as like a parting word, maybe things that were frightening or first experiences using a menstrual cup. Oh, uh, (laughs) Amanda didn't know you had a twist, right? No. So fold the thing in half Mm -hmm. and then you put it up and then you twist it 180 degrees as you let it go. Yeah. I didn't know that you had to twist as you let it go. I think I like let it go and Which then tw- tried to twist very it very upsetting it. it didn't hurt but it was just like it wasn't in the right spot yeah and, and if so it's not it, in the right it spot it's uncomfortable out. i mean that's just like a tampon if you put a tampon in and yeah. you don't get it in the right spot it's uncomfortable See, but this is the best part where it's like cool i put it in the wrong spot took it out i put it right back in tampon if it's in the wrong spot and you have to take it out you have to put a whole new one in done that thing's in the trash yeah exactly so fold in half twist put it up there um and if it's not in the right spot it's uncomfortable and, and you'll take it out a little bit and to get it out you bear down like as if you were having a baby have you had to do that no i only do that um when if it's up too high then yeah. I, like i do this breathing thing that i did to like strengthen my deep yeah. core to like help push it down and then all I do is suction it. So like I squeeze exactly. it. Exactly. Break the suction yeah, before break you the take suction it out. Yeah, break the suction and then twist. Yep. Perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I've never had to like bear down. To I get bear it down out. every time. I just push just because it's like a thing that's at me and I feel better when I'm doing something oh. to actively help get it out. No, I don't. But okay. I feel like that's a good tip. Like yeah. if you are that type of person though. And we do have a friend who definitely is going to listen to this episode that told me a story about like taking it out and it like somehow it like popped open when she was holding it in her hand which doesn't mean it exploded but it was just it kind of did she said that her bathroom looks like a murder oh. scene because it just like flew everywhere oh that's so if you're not careful it can be really messy but like i said especially if it's full yeah if you have a heavy flow it's messy no matter what you're doing and like really i don't know i I don't know. And when you're out and about, you can actually, you can just pee on your menstrual cup and put it back in you. Did I you know li- I just like rinse it out. So what do you do That's in it. like a public bathroom? So I haven't had to experience it where I'm in just a stall. Okay. So I've always been in just like a one okay. person bathroom because that's how it is at work. Right. Um, But so I feel like in those moments, I, if I have had it in, I just pee. Yeah, I don't take it out. Okay, so and then I just go home. Like and do say, it. my fam- our family goes to Disneyland all the time. Living in Southern California, we have a pass, and we go all the time. And most all of those bathrooms, unless you can get in a family bathroom, are stalls, mm-hmm. and you can pee a sterile. And we know that because of dodgeball. <laughs> uh, you can just pee on it, which sounds ridiculous and horrifying, but you can and. Then just wash it, wash it really good when you get home and it's not the end of the world. It really, it seems like so much more daunting to me. It's like, we will talk one day about like, maybe we'll just do a podcast about birth control in general. I think that would be really fascinating. But like, it's like natural family planning where like, you're like taking your temperature and everyone thinks it's going to be the worst thing ever. And it's so hard and Mm -hmm. so much work. It's nothing, but like, you just have to take that first step and then it's no extra work and yeah that's exactly what the menstrual cup's like so if you learned anything from this podcast just please stop using tampons and pads they have the same weird absorbency crap in them 
And if you don't trust us because we were self-deprecating in the beginning of this podcast, then please Google it because you will find thousands of articles backing up what we're saying as far as the chemicals that women are putting in our body. And it's time for us to take back our bodies, take back our health and be in charge of that and be educated about the things that we're doing to it as women and be empowered. Yes. And then once you have your deep cup, just make sure you're drinking your water, eating your vegetables. Maybe taking some Vitex. Taking some Vitex <laughs> if you feel the need to do that. Um, and just taking care of yourself and like making sure you're eating the same way that you eat all the time. Don't give in to those cravings because then mm-hmm. um, ultimately it's going to make you feel worse. So Right. And then like cravings, are you having specific cravings on your period because of anything or is it you are? I think so. Um, one of the a client um, asked me in a workshop I did. She was basically like, "So what do I do if I'm like, like I'm on my period and I want chocolate? Like I want to eat chocolate." And I'm like, "So, but why do you want chocolate? Is it because there's an emotional attachment to it?" <laughs> Or is it because your body's actually, like, you're actually craving it? And I think that if you got to the root of it in, like, a mindful approach, you're eating it Mm -hmm. from an emotional stand, not so much, like, a physical need for it. Right. It's more, you have an emotional attachment. People in our entire existence has told us that you need chocolate whenever you're on your period. Mm -hmm. Or you need sweets whenever you're on your period. That will make you feel better. And so it's basically like we've been shoved this like ideology since we've been little to where it becomes a comfort where it's an emotional attachment. We're eating from an emotional response, not eating in a presence of like that's a physical need for us. So I think it's just which is like really a mindful disordered eating a right? little bit, a little I mean, bit. But it's, it's like also a slight. Just, it's more just like that's whenever you get to trying to be really mindful. And so like whenever I talk about like mindful eating in the workshops, it's like you have these questions you ask yourself where it's like, why are you eating? What are you eating? When are you eating? Like what circumstances are causing you to eat? Where is your energy going that you're eating? You know, like those questions to be present and like especially during your period, those are questions to ask yourself where it's like, hey, why are you eating this? Like, right. Are you hungry? Probably not. Are you are you eating it because you have an emotional attachment to this food? Like it makes you feel a certain way. Is it crazy way, that so you're just talking eating? about this chocolate? I don't even like chocolate that much. It's making me want chocolate right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even on my period. <laughs> it's just an, I, it's just an you're emotional You're making it sound so good emotionally. So good. Um, ask yourself, Jonna, do you really need this chocolate? Why do you want the chocolate? No, but I think that that's – that's majority of the things that have been like pushed on us like during our period. And like, I think it's a, it's a thing to ask yourself whenever you start having those cravings too. obviously eat whole grains, eat like complex carbs, help yourself try to like curb those cravings. Mm -hmm. But then also ask yourself, like, why are you wanting, like if you really physically, physically need it, Mm -hmm. allow yourself to have it. But then if it, if it's really just like the emotional side of it, try to do something else to like not do it, not feed into it. And if you're awesome like Amanda and are eating your vitamins in your food, yeah, then you don't need to worry about this. But if you're like me and kind of lazy, then keep taking your supplements. Yeah. 
Um, a good prenatal, whole food prenatal we've talked about in the past. Yeah, so or even like a good just whole food multivitamin yeah. for women. I think or men if you're listening yeah, to this or men out there. if you happen to be there. <laughs> just take your vitamins. Yeah. Um, or eat your vitamins. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry to all of you that are on your period right now, but yes. hopefully this helped ease some of it to know that all of us are in it together. We're all and in it together. There's a party at your pad. There's a party at your pad tonight. We're not coming. No. (laughs) But in three weeks, there will be one at mine. Yep. (laughs) That none of you are invited to. Okay. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye.